I, I literally have not had a chance to tell you. Tell me what? Um, Izzy wants Holly to have a sibling. She wants to have another baby. With me. Are you for real? Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, haul at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJ Kayvaya. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbors Recap Podcast, and we talk to you about the most recent episodes that we just watched of the Aussie Soap Neighbors. We get stuck in, hash it out. I'm Vaya, the TV writer that Neighbors Script Department rejected. And I'm Kate. I'm the Neighbors tweeter that got blocked by Neighbors. <laughs> Hashtag Nay blocked, free, remued. We are in the Paranet Studios. We're back here. It's great. Yes, West Waratah. Downstairs in the cool. We're not, we're not up in the mezzanine shed. Well, the, <laughs> yeah, the sweat, the sweat box. <laughs> that Tanak Packers is looking more and more like a bit of corrugated a, a, iron and a shanty. Yeah, yeah. My husband and I last week had a five-minute conversation about how appalling it is that um, former father has a baby up in the attic of the, an uninsulated shed. It's not okay. I mean, Joe Gantor can pretty much sort himself out. Well, he's probably going to have to have like a few punch-ons with the backpackers. <laughs> There's no door to his little attic and the crib is literally like 20 centimetres under the roof as well. They can't have baby-proofed. No, that there's well, there's there's not even a door to like the top of the stairs, and that child will be like jumping off buildings before we know it. Okay, well, he had a big week anyway. We'll touch on him briefly. A bit of neighbours council business before we do our deep dive on one of the episodes of the week. Uh, we've had some correspondence online informing us that that Amy Williams, aka the saddest bitch in Erinsborough. Possibly her lowest ebb the week yeah. before last. She, she got lucky, in inverted commas. <laughs> before even that, she had a sex dream. Amy's Paul Robinson's oh. daughter. She and I don't know when she joined the street. She was kind of a bit fun, fun-loving, yeah. sassy, um, handy woman. She started getting a bit pathetic when um, Coyle left her for Georgia and yeah. she, she turned a bit obsessive then, didn't she? And she remained in his grandmother's house. Yeah. Like move out of your ex's family's home. Yeah, yeah. And then you move on. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, if we'd known that it was, it was going to get worse from there, we could have like brought in the saddest bitch in Erinsborough years ago, really. Yeah, could have given it a real run. Get Father Bananas who made it for us. Could have gotten the studio, done a proper version. Yeah, yeah. So she's had this sex dream. Well, she's having to keep in on the penthouse couch. Oh, my God. It was obscene, wasn't it? It was too much for a 6.30 time slot. Yeah, because clearly Zoe Cravind is a very capable performer and sold it. She sold the yes. dream and I was it was too real. She was moaning on the couch. <laughs> and telling shitbag. And shifting around restlessly. Yeah, calling out shitbag Jaden's name and having him scrub the ute or something. <laughs> Only in, in Amy's dreams yeah. is that attractive. So she's having... 
erotic dreams about the shitbag who's barely legal. Who is like, what, maybe five years older than her son? Yeah. Yeah. So let, <laughs> like let's... Like is let's, in the same, was at the same school as her son last year. Yes. Now imagine, Vaya, <laughs> if this was Leo having an erotic dream about Kersha. It wouldn't be good. Well, okay, would it? a little Yashvi. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yes, for you. yeah, yeah. Not, not Kersha. Yeah, no, look. Yeah, it's, it's the same, creepy. Same ballpark. Yeah. So there, we think that's her lowest ebb. So then, to get that out of her system, she hops onto Tinder and has a rendezvous with one of our more recent sex pests, Wayne. He of the dubious personal hygiene. Yes, the teacher who stalks Ellie at the high school doesn't take no for an answer has this role in the hay with Amy and then stalks her. And then ironically goes off to have a shower afterwards. <laughs> so he seems to understand the concept of personal hygiene. Yeah. He just doesn't apply it. No, no, no. Regularly no. enough. It was not a great week no, for the and, SBIE. And for, um, but from, she said that he cried after they had sex, which is always a great sign. That truly is the saddest bitch in Erinsborough. Yeah. Um, so... Well done, Queen. You've retained your crown. No one's coming anywhere near that no, that, that no. title. You had sex with Wayne. That's something you really can't get past. I mean, one brownie point for at least showing him the door. Pretty quick sticks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Into Tuesday, the 27th of Feb. Going to do a deep dive on the Farewell Tiles episode. Yeah. Pretty happy to see the back of him, to smell, be honest. Smell you later, Tiles. <laughs> like there was, there was not a tear shed in my house, I think you could say. Particularly because prison logistics keep getting in the way of me being able to sentimentalise any of that, any of those exchanges between the Brennans. We'll get to the, the prisoner transfer shortly. Kate, we open with, surprise, Izzy's big plot as foretold by our very own CJ Seastradamus. Now, I thought what she wants to buy is more of Carl's sperm. Oh, that's a great take. I like it. I want more hollies, mm. and I love that. Izzy's after Carl's jizz. Yep, Izzy wants Carl's jizzy. <laughs> <laughs> she wants a little jizzy Hoyland. Uh, yeah. What's her plot here, Kate? What's her plan? Well, she doesn't want him as a partner. Fair enough. Making that clear as yeah, crystal. That's and she's keen for Carl and Susan to be in a, a good relationship with each other. So it's uh, – look – it's all a bit strange, Raya. I really think she does actually just want a pal in Sue's because they were having a coffee later in the yeah, week. Yeah. She wanted to sit down and buy her a muffin. And and actually feel they could be friends in like a Sue's and Tarage um, kind of style mm. arrangement. Sue's loves nothing more than to listen to her tragic friend's hot mess life. Yeah, yeah. And look, hey, Izzy's had a hot mess. <laughs> yeah, no. So she wants him just for his sperm. She's obviously rolling in cash so he doesn't have to financially support Little jizzy. <laughs> and when, she says she and Ho-Ho want to move to Erinsborough, Ho-Ho being Carl's rapidly aged love child. Yeah. Who should be 10 is now, I guess, Yashvi's well, peer. she said she was a um, teenager. Yeah. So she's got to be at least 13. Yeah. And she's chosen to hang out with Yashvi, Rebecca, rather than Kersha. Sure. So yes. we think maybe she's closer to 14 than 13. So we're maybe like maybe year 10, maybe, do you think? I'd, I'd go earlier, I reckon year nine. But if she's mates with Yashvi, I feel like they've got to be in the same year level. Yashvi's year 12 now. Is she? Yeah. Good Lord. Because she was at the end of last year, she said, I can't wait till next year when I get to do muck up day, the only thing I look forward to. <laughs> okay. 
So I think Yashvi's just collected her in the schoolyard. Yeah, I guess. So they still have their multi generational classes. Uh, what was it? Vertically integrated. Vertically integrated. No, I think they've phased that out. But maybe Ho Ho went to some fancy English school, so she's like advanced. Maybe, yeah, she's doing advanced. Well, see, Yashvi would be in like remedial maths. Yes, and maybe Ho Ho's in advanced maths or something. Yeah, yeah. Or like you know, like the dumb maths at, at VCE level. Maybe yeah. she's doing that at, in year nine or year ten. Yeah. <laughs> So Izzy says, we're going to stick around. But we know Izzy. She's she's not going to stick around anywhere. So who, Who'd live in Erinsborough over, say, London? London or even just... Like, so there's probably a few listeners going, I wouldn't mind trading a bit of, you know, snow for some Erinsborough heat. But still, like, it's a bit boring. Yeah, Erinsborough heat every six days. Yeah. There might be a hot day. Yeah. Uh, for three months. And then that's gone. Well, right here, right now in Melbourne, it's going to be 32 today. And it's like... The start of autumn. So that's pretty nice. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm, yeah. but it's very confusing. It's not convenient. <laughs> she might, you know, she's come into some riches. She might want to invest in like a winery in the Yarra Valley. Oh, God, how nice would that be? Just yeah. Get, just get, get in the peninsula. Had a dodge. Yeah. She's come clean with her plan because Carl has, well, there's this red folder. Neighbours loves a red folder, a secret yeah. in a red folder. Red folder, blue box. Put everything in hard copy, nothing electronic because yeah. we know it's not very secure electronically because your laptop will get opened up. Yes, when that's you, true. When you go to the dummy. Yeah, yeah. Carl's not horrified by the idea, is he? No, nah, he just needs a hot shower and a think. <laughs> just <laughs> mull it over. She says, look, I just want a few of his swimmers. I want a little sibling for my girl and go and have a think about it and we'll touch base. Now, okay. Uh, you know what I think this calls for? This calls for IVF counsellor extraordinaire. What's her name? Oh, Victoria. Yeah, bring her back. This, bring this is back. what we're going to need. Steph's on the rebound. Izzy should have already drawn up a contract with her lawyers saying, mm. this is what I want and this is the responsibilities I absolve you of. Well, she only just came into her fortune, so she probably thought, I can't hire a lawyer yet. Toadie's around. I'll just yeah. get him to do My it. My ovaries are about to explode <laughs> in two days. Now, the two days thing. We're skipping ahead, but here's the thing. So Izzy's got this ovulation tracker, yeah, yeah. fertility tracker app. And I've got a lot of friends, had a lot of babies. Isn't – the day of ovulation isn't like – It's too late. Yeah. You, you've actually – the swimmers have got to get in there and they've got to get up your um, – Situation. Up, yeah. They've got to get – start the journey. Yeah. Yeah. If, you, if you're doing it on the actual day that your egg's released, yeah, no. Nah. So Izzy should probably read the literature in that folder. Yes. Because – so two days till ovulation is actually – it's go time. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. The, yeah. Let's yeah, get, get in on. there. Yeah. That's the day. Two days. What it's, are you doing, Izzy? It's all such a weird concept because it should be done via an IVF clinic and like whether it's an insemination and that sort of thing. Like it's, it shouldn't be. Uh, anyway, and Kyle's uh, – Kyle. Carl is a million years old now. Who's to say that he has any awake swimmers left? Which was Toadie's question to yeah. him. Yeah. What, what's the main item of offensive clothing we have seen him in over the last few years? He's a middle-aged man in Lycra. He's a mammal yes. in Lycra. Which means he, he has been sitting on a bike seat too much, which is not great for your swimmers for a man of any age. Uh, and Are we thinking about Carl's testicles too much? Yeah, I was trying to put any other image in my mind. My question with Izzy as well is because Izzy is older than us, isn't it? We know that just from our oh, kind yeah. of benchmarks. So I actually looked up how old Nat Bass was and she's 42. So, yeah, it truly is tick, 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 yeah. on the old bio clock there. And I, she's the poster child for just getting better with age. My gosh, she, she has, looks fabulous. She has never looked better. She looks stunning. Just great work, Bassingthwaite jeans. 
I do question the fact that why don't why not just sit them both down as soon as you arrive and chat it out. I can understand reservations, some of Susan's reservations. Now, Izzy's not a great mum. She does abandon Holly with <laughs> fair regularity. Yeah. And Sue's and Carl have been left to pick up the pieces. But equally, Carl's not an involved dad in any way. No. So, you know, maybe yeah, he does need to sh- shoulder the load. There doesn't be any. There doesn't seem to be any sort of regular visitation in mm. place. Mm. They just kind of pop across yeah, the globe yeah. whenever the flights drop down. Yeah, yeah. In price. My thought that Izzy would be better off actually asking either Mal or Billy for a donation. Uh, well, Billy is where we all would, would like to I, go I, for I that situation. Billy would be hard up for cash. I reckon he and Anne, they probably, you know, could do with a bit of extra money. The furniture shop or whatever it is they run up there. <laughs> Hit them up. In this episode on Tuesday, we have this moment where Izzy is in the pub and she clocks Dick X cop, Mark Brennan. Mm. And she has in that moment, in her eyes, you could tell she's like, oh, wow. Let's backpedal here. My plan was in place, but it's time for a new plan. I feel like we need kind of like the vision from the Terminator here. <laughs> she could sense he's probably still got a few baby items in, in, his, in the Brendan. That reek of desperation about him as well. He's got the cushions you designed on hand. Yeah, She's yeah. like, something about this guy. He's ready to go. He's young and virile. Let's get in there. And you could, yeah, the gears were ticking. Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, 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 you're the one who almost wore the coffee. Carl's mulling it over. Should probably just go and tell Susan straight away. Yeah, what was wrong? I question the story team and whether or not... I want to know how everyone's relationships are going in that story I know, team. I, you do wonder if they're in a healthy relationship. Because <laughs> sometimes if you get some bad news or awkward news that you don't really want to tell your partner, you just need to rip that Band-Aid off yeah. and tell them. You go, oh, I had a bit of strange news today, yeah. Susan. Um, Probably not going to... Like it, but we need to think about it. In this day and age, it's not unreasonable to ask someone for this sort of thing. It's yeah. the age of people are having children later, people are having gabies, you know, mm. gay couples. Are, I've got a friend who's going to be a dad with some friends of his that are lesbians that are having a baby and they're going to raise it all together. And it's this is the age we're in. This is not an unusual yeah. request. So cu- coups are from a different generation, aren't they? <laughs> they are from this is what happens when you ask an old man for his jizz. <laughs> yes, he doesn't know what to do with himself. But now Carl is in a pickle because he thinks this is contingent on Izzy's donation to the new ward of, at Erinsborough Hospital. Carl Kennedy, you are a fool. Of course, Izzy made that donation with strings attached. Yeah. He's now like, people are going to die because we don't have a ward <laughs> at the... <laughs> God damn it, Vaya, Carl's jizz is saving lives. <laughs> he has to, yeah, he has to jizz for Australia. I, I just, they were going to do it anyway without Izzy. Paul was going to put the money in and Susan was heading a committee that was going to fundraise. Mind you, Paul was kicking in like bugger all in comparison. Wasn't it like 200 grand or something? Yeah, and then Suze was going to sell chocolates and make oh, the, the rest. They had a raffle going. That was going to like top up the Suze yeah, had it another 19 million. They could get some gazebos going or something. I don't know. They could, you know, however they raised money for Tyler's bail. How um, shut off would you be if you put in for Tyler's legal fees and bail? Yes. <laughs> You're not getting any return on that investment. No, no, that boat. <laughs> Will we ever see the show pony again? I hope so. Maybe. That's where the insemination will take place. Maybe Chloe Brennan will sail in on it because we've had a cast announcement. Yeah, yeah. April Pengilly, daughter of... Kirk Pengilly, is it? Yes, of 
much. In excess. Yeah. Dead ringer for a Brennan. She yeah, plausible yeah, yeah. family casting. No, she's a model. She's not an actress, which concerns oh, me. Alarm bells. I'm I'm getting Madison Robinson vibes here. But her big brother is a model, not an actor. So, you know. Oh, true. It's true, uh, true. it's in the family. And let, let's face it, Aaron's on the Mines was a an electrician or something, wasn't he? Before yeah. he started at Neighbours. He he's, he's done really well. He's had a knack. He had a knack. Yeah. He had a knack. And I have high hopes. Yeah, fingers for, crossed. For Chloe. Uh, I hope they don't make her a school-aged character. What are we going to Chloe Bren? Chloe Bren? Chloe, Chloe. I think, I think it's going to depend on her hobbies or, uh, true, or true, profession. Yeah. We can't preempt these sorts of things. We haven't had any hints. We didn't get any hints like with the mines. No. Aaron down the mines. We, we don't know what, where Chloe's been down. So how about the corker of a scene between Steph and Izzy in the cafe? That was my highlight of the week, to be honest. I love it. All the shade thrown from Izzy to staff it was brilliant. I love it. I love it because they, they weren't fans of each other no. back in the day. So, of course, contextually, Izzy is Max Hoyland's sister and Max Hoyland is Steph's ex who now lives in yeah. Fiji with Eddie Maguire's son. Yeah. Having what, full, was that he's Charlie? Got full that custody. Charlie? Yeah, bin, yeah. Bin chips. Yeah. We all know that Steph's been a pretty shit mum to him and Izzy would know about it and, you know, at least Izzy returns to her daughter now and then. <laughs> she checks in. She yeah. Make sure she's got enough handbags. And the- but I love it. I love the shade thrown. Oh, he's such a great boy. He's such a delightful boy and, and so well adjusted. I mean, it's amazing considering everything that he's been through. And mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I could say the same of Holly. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for kids to have one parent on the other side of the world. Regular visits are really important to keep that connection alive. But don't worry, I'm sure there'll be other trips, so... Save it for someone who doesn't know you're the devil's handmaid. Steph bringing it home with a bit of, you're the devil's handmaid. (laughs) Guess what? Izzy didn't get knocked up by her BFF's husband in a one-night stand, Steph. I haven't forgotten that. Or run down the local paramedic. Oh. Never forget Ringo. I, I look, you know, I, I had my turning moment with Steph. It was when she dumped um, Dick Cop. And former father. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, no, no. But it was when she dumped Dick Cop that I was like, all right, Steph, I'm on your side yeah. now. For the first time ever, I've basically disliked you since you started yeah. in Neighbours. And we reached the lowest point mm. for me. The, the bit where I actually started actively hating her was when she told Libby that she loved Drew as much as Libby did and... This was like back in the day. This is like when he'd freshly died. I remember it was in Lynn's kitchen. She was like, I loved him as much as you loved him. Meanwhile, like poor Libby's got like a baby and a dead husband. She's like, I'm as much his widow as you are. I'll tell you what. Even if you you do, devil's advocate, you love the person as much as their widow did. (laughs) You don't say it. No. You save it for the diary. And actually, somebody um, tweeted me the scene from when it was when Libby found out about the affair with uh, Luzicus's brother. What was her husband called? Dan. Dan. Yeah, yeah. Libby! Shut up! <laughs> Libby! Oh, I am so sorry. I don't I'm want to hear any pathetic excuses from you. Were you and Dan together? No, no, we weren't together, Libby. It it was just one night. You've never wanted me to be happy, have you? You have destroyed every single thing I've ever cared about. No, that is not true. I can't have babies because of you and your stupid motorbike. You would have taken Drew from me if you had the chance. And now Dan? 
He picked the one thing he knew would hurt me the most. You're having his baby. A thing I couldn't do. No, Liam. And the whole time you're pretending to be my friend. I am. Hugging me. Listening to me carry on about my problems. <laughs> Telling me you love me. I do love you. I do. You are a cheap tramp and a filthy liar. I wish I'd never known you. No, no Libby, please. Don't you ever come near me again. No, Libby, Libby! Libby! Okay. Wow, what a delicious morsel. So that's when Steph has the temerity to have a go at Paige for breaking up the, her relationship with her toy boy ex-priest. Mm. I'm like, really, Steph, you have done far, far worse in your past. There is so much in that. Yes. I, and I also think Steph would have just been relieved, gone, because she did say, oh, because just to recap, the glamping affair from last week ended in Staff and Stack discovering that um, that Staff and Mark discovering that Stack ja- discovering st- that that the pack <laughs> had got got down to business in the mezzanine of the Tanak Packers for one night for reasons that I'll never understand. And Staff's reaction was, "I never wanted this to be a long term situation. No, I had no. a one night stand that was ill advised, and I regret it. And he somehow sweet talked me into hanging around." Instead of ticking goals off my goals list. Really, she should have gone, oh, thank God. I didn't know how I was going to break that off. This little, like, bloody stage five clinger. Yes. That clip we just heard has made me have an epiphany. Yes. When she says, I love you, Libby, I love you, I think she actually did love Libby. Yes. Oh, that's why. That's why she had to, like, try and sleep with every man. Yeah. She just wanted to be kind of, like, yeah. Part of that. Yeah. And just maybe drive them away. Yeah. Maybe she thought she'd break them up and then she and Libby would have to raise baby Adam together. Yeah. <laughs> as as a couple. And look, frankly, oh no, I've, I've forgotten his name again. What was he? <laughs> Dan. Dan. Yeah, Dan. <laughs> he, look, Libby was well rid of him. Yeah. He was a dick. Yeah, he was, he's nothing, he was nothing, there was nothing there. He was a vanilla yeah. milkshake. I, wow, that was a great blast from the past and, and, Susan and Lynn were just hanging around in the background like tits on a bull. Yeah, just just kind of casually at the end, <laughs> Lynn was just kind of awkwardly touching her hair and like, oh, is that it? Yeah. Thank you to Zoe Elise 162 on um, Twitter for bringing that to my attention. Oh, beautiful. The culmination of this moment, the jizzy storyline, Susan is advised by Ellie and Tarage, alarm bells there, Suze, don't yeah. take advice from those <laughs> moles. To go snooping around for information on why Izzy's acting suspicious and why there's this red folder in the mix. and Because you know who you go to for marriage advice? Someone who's not married and someone who's got a failed marriage. Yeah. Maybe go to someone who's in a solid, strong marriage, which... Hang on. Yeah, nah, she's up shit creek, <laughs> isn't she? And then probably say... You trust Carl. Toadie. Well, Toadie, she could talk to Toadie, but he's already talking to Carl. Well, and Toadie was on, their relationship was on the skids. In fact, that clip we just heard, I think that they, the flamenco guitarist that likes to soundtrack Toadie's, Toadie and Sonia's love life seems to be (laughs) busking on the street there. If only someone had said to her, Susan, you trust Carl. He's an old guy now. Do you really think he's going to be cheating on you with Izzy? 
And if he does, you know what? Kick him to the curb. Or just who cares? Just have an open relationship or something. Yeah. Go get your jollies out with someone else. I So Zancan, I have a, a lot of problems with Zancan, who was recently under fire for sus- suspicion of stealing miniature alcohol bottles. Yeah. From the cleaning cart at her um, part-time job as a maid, just let Susan in to a guest's private room. In you go. And we all know Susan has betrayed her in the past as well. So I wouldn't be doing Susan no favours. No, Therese needs to bring her into line. And, of course, she's going through the red folder. She finds the pregnancy leaflets and in walk Izzy and Carl and the secret's out. And And Izzy handled it particularly well to find Susan in her room rather than having a full meltdown, which I probably would have had. Yeah, I'd be buzzing down to reception. Yeah, yeah. I'd be getting Therese to comp my stay, really, and and getting Zancan canned. (laughs) Then Susan just flies off the handle for the rest of the week and it's – I'm not here for it. No, I honestly don't care. Just let Carl get his – just yeah. let, yeah. let let's let's have little jizzy in the world. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. care. I would be negotiating with Izzy. I'd be like, all right, well, um, we're going to need a bit of cash ourselves. Mm. I go to the hospital. Great. Yeah. Yes. Chuck us a couple of mil. That's get, all you really need. Get an extension for the Kennedy house. Get an upstairs. Yeah, maybe just even like a get an Eclipse apartment. <laughs> yep. Flights to the UK twice a year, first class. Maybe a holiday house on the in, in Brisbane to go visit the grandkids. Yeah, but that's like that's pretending that Sue's actually gives a crap about her, her yeah, kids. True. So that's where we leave that plot. Ovulations in two days, so we're already late. So. Yeah. On oh, Carl's um checking out, he goes, "Oh, I did a fertility study not long ago at the it's hospital. Like, it's like a start an all staff email went around going, who wants in?' Great." Did you forget you wanked at work? Or is that such a regular occurrence? Like that's surely, like how could you forget about that? So off he pops to check his swimmers. Now, as we welcome new life into this world, we farewell a low life of this world. Tyler Brennan, Gertie, the youngest of the Brennan brothers, Mm -hmm. menace to society, coward gnomed, his father in the spa. He's got 20 years in the slammer. Aaron's most welcoming slammer, I gotta say. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just it's pretty cash. Visitors hours whenever you want, multiple times a day, yeah. multiple. No groups. hair ties allowed though. <laughs> Not even a scrunchie. No. His grug hair is here to stay. Oh, so firstly, Ben has lagged. Ben has gone to Tyler to tell him, "You better get yourself out of this prison because your brothers are going to do some dodgy deeds." Yeah. To help out. Hey. D- did we know before this point that Aaron was a mechanic? I can't keep track. I just feel like they all were born with the mechanic gene in them. Yeah, the grease monkey gene. <laughs> it's just <laughs> born with greasy hands. Yeah, it's innate. It's like it's like being in a, a family of piano players or something. Yeah. You're just born with the gift. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Aaron and Mark were going to do up the getaway car or whatever and yeah Ben lagged and every time they said getaway car I had Taylor Swift's getaway car playing in my head okay (laughs) from the the new album it's a a good jam anyway so Tiles is like all right got to get out of Erinsborough prison it wasn't a side note wasn't the getaway car a food truck yes it was just get some taco Tuesday happening that's like it's quite relevant there's lots of food trucks in Melbourne now I mean, it's, yeah, it's a great disguise. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I can I get some gosleme, uh while I'm on the run, please? 
Well, look, I think that was the plan, that they'd supply the getaway car and somehow this kingpin would escape out of prison. It's it's just so weird. Like, why why is the kingpin relying on some randos, mechanic brothers now? And how many seasons of that show, Prison Break, did they make? If only they, like, just do up a food truck, pull up to the prison. Stuff getting, like, a full <laughs> chest tad with the plans of the prison. Don't worry about the pipes. <laughs> How's the food truck getting into prison? It's Taco Tuesday. It's $5 tacos for the inmates. Oh, fair enough. Yum. Yum. <laughs> uh, so Ben comes to his senses, gets down to the prison. He's like, mate, your brother's a, it's a Benny Hill comedy out there. You've yeah. got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, Tiles organises to have a transfer to a South Australian prison, which is possibly against the law, Vaya. Oh, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Well, he hasn't committed a crime in South Australia, so why would South Australia want to be having a Victorian prisoner there? Okay, yeah, it's not like changing schools. No, no. You can't just get a transfer. Like, it's it's very strange and very improbable that he would get transferred to an interstate prison because it's like it's all a state government responsibility. It's not a federal oh, thing issue. Isn't it? No, no. It's Even if it was a federal crime? I'll do a bit of further research yeah. for you on that front. But, we'll pick but that up no, online. Yeah. Why would South Australian taxpayers want to pay for his, you know... Victorian crimes. Yeah, and he's bed and board for the next 20 years. <laughs> Anyways, near his unless, mum. Unless there's some sort of prisoner transfer, like, you know, like they're swapping for like yeah. some Victorian crim who's over there. But like, it just seems very improbable. And poor Ma Brennan, like, I guess now she's got to schlep out to the prison every oh, week. Come on. That lady, we saw her, what, three times in the whole time the, the Brens have been... In Erinsborough, she she ain't gonna visit him. Yeah, Paul Tiles ain't gonna have a single visitor forever no. now, except for maybe some of his high school friends. Maybe they're well, in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> also, there's a huge sign in that cafeteria at the prison saying all your conversations with visitors will be recorded. Where's the recording devices? I mean, it's aside from the the, <laughs> the, the neighbors' cameras. <laughs> documentary crew that yeah. follows us around so ben's just like your brothers are going to do some illegal activity to help this guy escape this prison that i'm sitting in having a conversation yeah. so that's unwise now pipe pipes the biggest disappointment of oh, our lives the, the newest saddest bitch in erinsborough mm, we're racking up quite a list here she is squatting at the brendan the older bren brothers don't really want her there they're like no nah, look uh she should be home with her mum. They're idiots. They should have said, nah, sorry, you can't. They said no to each other. They just didn't say no to her. In Dick, the whole, Dick ex-cop is an ex-cop. You think he'd have the balls to actually just say, no, go home to your mother. Yeah. We need, actually, mm. we've just put a whole lot of money up on our brother's um, yeah. We trial. need a paying tenant. Yeah, so get out <laughs> or mm. get a job. Isn't yeah. she supposed to be working at Sonny's nursery? God only knows what <laughs> she's doing. Sonia put her in there to look after the plants while she was away. But Sonia hasn't worked there in forever either. Yeah, so they're going to come back to a wasteland. Yeah. Piper's got to stop coming up with plans. She's not a planner. No. Her latest scheme is to run down to the prison and make one last plea for Tyler to let her see him and say her goodbyes. And the best part of this plan was that she was going to actually impersonate Paige to get in to see him. And there was a little bit of shade from Zancan, I've got to say. In this moment, so Paige is like... They won't let me in, but they let Paige in, so I'm going to grab her ID, her library card. Well, no, she was going to go for her licence and St. Cam was like, you don't look like her. Then she she ran, she ran in the house and she's like, oh, I could only find her library card. One, Paige goes to the library. 
wow. Who knew? Is, we, I need more on this. I know. What's she doing at the library? Maybe she... I mean, she, maybe it's like rhyme time for Gigantor or something. Oh, that's a good idea. But you don't have to borrow books to go to rhyme time. And I can't see her being a big reader. Um, maybe, I mean, I, I, I read ebooks from my library. They provide mm-hmm. that service. So maybe she's really into some kind of young adult fiction series. I don't know. Look, I, I used to consider myself a great reader. But ever since I had a kid, I'd like my attention span's just gone. So. <laughs> It just seems unlikely, Paige. Yeah. I am curious though. Okay. I mean, she did have some computer issues a while back, so maybe she did sign up to go use their computers. True, true, maybe. Oh, okay, and point number two, the prison accepts a library card yeah. as a form of hey, ID. Look, My library card has my name written on it in pen. <laughs> doesn't have a photo of me. It's laminated. <laughs> it's just a piece of plastic which has a sticker on it that they've written my name on. My library card wouldn't let me, like, inspect a house. When we were looking at rental properties, I forgot my ID <laughs> one day. And they're like, I'm like, can you use my Costco card? Can you use my library at card? At least your Costco card actually has your face <laughs> on it too. It's going to get you nowhere. But apparently state prison, happy. Come on yeah, in. Yeah. Do you want to borrow some in. books from our library exactly. while you're here? Yeah. Her plan is foiled by the only reliable character at the moment, Hermione, the car, who brought, yeah. who's like – Girl, get out of this hot mess. We are breaking down on the side of the road. You are not going to that prison. So Pipes and Tiles dated for years and she's still driving a shit heap that breaks down. <clears throat> Could he not just fix his girlfriend's car? Yeah. And also, your plan last week was to go on the run from the law. Yeah. On public transport from the city. Take your car. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's nuts. I don't think she'd be actually allowed to visit him considering is she on like a good behaviour bond or something like that? She probably as pipes, she wouldn't be able to use her own name to mm. get him, would she? No. Well, they dropped the charges for obstructing the course of justice. Now, she has this moment. I mean, my heart goes out to Mavorni for having to cry every day at work for six months. That's got to be... Particularly over tiles. It's going to be a rough gig. She has this this awful moment. So they have this goodbye montage over this um, a song which I found. It's called Bad Love. Show me your criminal, up to the top. Give me that bad love, bad love. So very poignant. Pipes comes home and the Brennans have returned all the unopened letters. <laughs> Tiles never read. <laughs> Maybe just pop them in the recycle bin, guys. I don't. I don't think he can read. <laughs> to be honest, I think he's going, oh, man, this would be nice if I could read them, but, you know. So see you later, Tiles. And that's that. I don't know. A few people were really sad to see him go online. Yeah, yeah. Look, and, the character, and the actors were really sad that the actor had to go out in that way. I'm just sad that they didn't cut his hair properly. Me too. It was too distracting. Yeah. He's, he had like a bouffant, <laughs> like mushroom head. <laughs> At the very least, the prisoners are just going to pick on him. Yeah, yeah. The prisoners are going to call him Grug. For sure. I worry about that. What do you think now? I read an article, an interview saying that Pipe's emotional recovery is going to be drawn out. Like she's not going to stop crying anytime Mm. soon. I'm sick of it. Which would be all well and good if she hadn't bounced back so quickly after the death of her brother. Look, hey, she's bounced back from the agoraphobia too. Does her car – she doesn't even need to keep the top up on her car. I just want to like shake her and say – Ain't nothing going to break my stride. Nobody's <laughs> going to hold me down. Yeah, come on, come on. Keep on moving, yeah. pipes. And then later in the week, of course, she is a little 
so-and-so to her mum and then Tarage falls off the wagon and into the Lasseter's forecourt pond, which... I can't blame Tarage for that. Any drunk from the waterhole could have fallen in, hit the head on the side of the pool and died. Yeah, in or, the... or just clumsy people like me. Yeah. Just trip over their own feet and in you go, ass over yeah. tit. It's just an oh and s disaster waiting to happen. We have predicted that hazard since it was installed. Yeah. There are, like, Gigantel's going to go tumbling in there. Finally, Yashvi is on the hunt for a bit of work experience. I enjoyed this journey. Kate, what about you? Yeah, yeah, we got to learn more about Yashvi. She's got no interests. Well, she has two interests, fireworks and riding her bicycle. Yeah. That's a lot of interests. (laughs) Fireworks are illegal in Victoria, as we've discussed in the past. So you have to have a special license to use them. I actually did want to dig a bit deeper into that fireworks interest. If her parents were like, they were like, oh, let's not talk about explosives. And I thought, why not go talk to um, like a stunt company yeah, that yeah. does stunts for movie sets or um, yeah, the TV industry. Yeah, yeah. And it's a go, niche industry, it's, but yeah. Yeah, you do have to have some smarts about you to work with yeah. that kind of equipment. And if she's interested, go for it. Go show her how to do yeah. that stuff. That sounds great. So basically they send her off to Toadie to try and be a lawyer. Toadie has no interest in having her there because she shows no interest in being a lawyer. And I think very sage advice. He says, if you have zero interest in this, what are you doing wasting my time, your time, everybody's time? He's hustling for clients, don't you know? Because <laughs> they all want him to work for free. But I, I then like that he took her down to the shed to see if she could be a personal trainer because that is a prime place to go hustling for clients down there. Yes. <laughs> oh, H&S disasters everywhere. And they're not insured. And I actually thought she nailed personal training. Hold it. Hold it. Okay. All right. All right. Estelle, did you feel like a pain? Yeah, that's how I feel in your English class. Hold it. I think we're done here. I have to go anyway. Fine. Be a wuss. But that's why you have average muscle mass. Yeah, yeah. She's She's got her bossiness about her. That's not the style of trainer I want. I want a trainer to go, you are doing so well, honey. Like, you do another push-up if you can. But if not, no worries. That's the kind of trainer yeah, I yeah. want. But most people that I encounter want ones like Yashvi. Yes, punishing. You know what? Aaron's going to be sued, quick smart, <laughs> if he's letting unqualified teenagers offer personal training. Yeah. Yeah, she should not be allowed anywhere near clients. So that didn't work. So it's like the, the three bears, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I really loved this though. Her, and then Tony took her to Lassiter's and she tried to tried to get her in there and nah. Tarage was like, get this kid out of my foyer. She's wasting my time. And I will actually segue into Citizen or Citizen of the Week because my Citizen of the Week is moving outside the world here. Whoever on the production team, whether it be showrunner, um, producer, Storyliner, script editor, script producer, whoever in the writer's room said we should get Yashvi training with the AFLW, the AFL yes. Women's League. Yes. Genius idea. Yeah. Best idea I have ever heard. She could kick a footy. I don't even care that she kicked one footy one time and it was a miracle. And Toadie was like, you will be the greatest player of our generation. I don't care. Bring it in. But she's already got like the good like braids in her hair as well. Yeah, she already, yeah, she looks like a footy player. And for the for the uninitiated. The it, AFLW only really started as a league last year, didn't they? And it was a long time coming. AFL is a huge sport in this country. I hate it. The whole country shuts down. Oh, it. no, it's very entertaining. It's not like cricket. Oh, no, I just hate the culture around it. I hate the kind of boys club 
and the culture. But of- it's, it's different to, say, soccer in the UK where if you go to a match, it's a good, say, 40% of the um, spectators are women when you're there. Yeah, yeah, right. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's inclusive in that way. So we, it was a long time coming that it would be inclusive for players. There was nothing really yeah. for young women to aspire to in terms no. of if they wanted to play the game. It's, you know, like if, if you watch soccer mm. as a young girl or tennis as a young girl or basketball as a young girl, mm. you that's a viable career path for you. But if you watch AFL, there was yeah, nothing yeah. for you to go, well, hey, maybe I want to play. And one of the great things about the AFLW is that all the leagues under the AFL have started introducing girls and women's leagues in themselves. And it's perfect and it's a little fledgling league so far and it reminds me of um, I studied a little bit of research for a production I worked on the genesis of AFL in Australia and Victoria and when it first started and when it was sort of kicking off in the in the 20s they were these small kind of suburban matches and mm. it well was, actually you probably won't remember this but up until the early 90s um, the footy was actually played in Essendon where which is Local, the local ground to us yeah, as near, well. So. Near us in West Waratah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's taking me back to that kind of grassroots history that I've yeah, read yeah, about. definitely. And, and they're still playing at the old grounds like mm. Princess Park and Carlton and that. And I went to my first footy match and it was an AFLW match last year and I had no idea what was going on but I was having a great old time. So really happy that they've threaded that in and they're going to get Yashvi involved to, to do some work experience or yeah. training or whatever she's going to do there. I'm loving it. I love it. And I'm going to actually try and do Vaisradamas. I'm usually terrible at predicting these things. I think Chloe Brennan's going to come to town and Yashvi is going to fall head over heels for her. I think Yashvi's going to go, hello, beautiful lady, Brennan jeans. I would like in on that. I don't know how Chloe would feel about that, but I think that's that's where we're going. Mm. My citizen was easy for the throwing shade to staff. (laughs) That was the best. And buying Susan a melting moment. Yeah. That's, you know, she just wants a friend. She just yeah. wants to be pals She's with not a villain. She just, she just wants Carl's jizz. You know something that I was thinking about? The only eligible bachelors mm. that we've had come in, it's basically who are straight, it's Leo. And now Leo's in a relationship. Mm. So we, we rag on about Ellie and Amy being the saddest bitches in Erinsborough, which they truly are. I mean, they keep like, you know. And I saw a tweet this week from someone saying they felt queer baited because Amy and Ellie have a cute little dynamic going on. Okay. That they should just hook up with each other. But it's like there is actually no talent at all in Erinsborough who uh, is of an appropriate mm. age or appropriate level mm. of hygiene for both of them. <laughs> yeah, so it's a sad slim pickings of a world for them. Yeah, because you, you, there's only Mark and he's he's got some issues. Mm, I, Mark, yeah. the serial impregnator and proposer. Yeah. I... Sidebar, I just, before you got here, I was catching up on the show on Daily Motion and it started auto-playing, rolling into something else on that person's yeah, channel. Yeah. And it, because I guess I was watching Neighbours and it was the naming day ceremony. Yeah, yeah. And welcome back, Loz, missed you. Sorry, it was a fly-in, fly-out visit. But Jack, um, uh, Andrew Morley, I guess, must have been in the keywords and it rolled into one of his Home and Away episodes. Oh, from what was he like? Years ago. Fine. I think I could tolerate him a bit more in in that 
setting. He but wasn't quite as priestly, was he? Well, the weirdest thing was he was playing a high school student. Oh, that is weird. So, and I was doing some furious Googling of the age and he would have been 25 playing a 17-year-old and he was in the proper Which Panoi I have to uniform. say, at least Neighbours hasn't pulled that trick in many a mm. year. Even like Mavorni was old, but she still looks young. She was only about two years old. She's only yeah. about two years older than Piper. Yeah, two well, she's th- only just turned 21. Yeah. Yeah. So she's th- three years older. Mm. Um. 25 playing a 17-year-old and I just realised the Gigantor does not fall far from the tree. No, that's true. (laughs) So it was just – that was the weirdest thing about the whole thing. Oh, did you see him like passed out like he'd been tranquilised at the naming day? (laughs) That was weird. It wasn't cute. It was like – Sleepy little koala. It's like did they get a vet in to (laughs) tranquilise him? It is very odd. I was reminded that he's nine months old but he's – He's old. Yeah. yeah. Like, that kid's big. <laughs> and he kept talking. He keeps talking over their lines. Yeah. They, they keep saying their dialogue and he's like, blah, 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 blah. Which is kind of cute. It is cute. When, <laughs> it's like, be quiet, nine-month-old who can't talk. <laughs> so that's that. Any final thoughts on on shipping tiles out of the Brendan? We've waited a long time for this there. And now we've just got to clean up this mess of Piper that he's left behind and we'll be right. And also clean up whatever mess Carl leaves behind. <laughs> Look, oh. it's, it's been a sad week for some. Been a great week for the rest of us. Yeah, great week, great times. AustralianPodcastAwards.com. Neighbours is up for the people's vote. Yay. Category. Chuck us some love over there. Leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening to this. NeighboursPod.com to catch our back catalogue. NeighboursPod on Twitter and Facebook. And I'm Vaya Pashos. And I'm at Remude on Twitter. And that's Kate. And I just recorded an episode that's gone up of Internet Hate Machine. Our friends Chris and Beck, who did episode 80 of Neighbours, invited me on to their 40th episode. And I derailed their entire episode and we talked about Neighbours for a long time. I've heard you made it nice. So it's not quite <laughs> as hatey. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I brought a bit of wholesome gear. But then we did this whole sidebar on Izzy. So you might okay. want to go and enjoy that. And we'll be back with CJ again soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. We never had a shotgun shot in the dark.